I'm Andrew Piver, and this is NT News Sports Talk. On today's show, we look ahead to the NT Thunder showdown with the Sydney Swans, preview this weekend's Camfari, talk about local rugby union and rugby league, and also discuss Paul Gallon's decision to come out of representative retirement. Hello everybody and welcome again to the show. I'm joined today by NT News Sports Journos Jack Hislop and Gray Morris. Boys, we'll jump right into it. Gray, we'll start with the NT Thunder. They host the Sydney Swans on Friday and are fresh off a 52-point win over Redland last Saturday. Now, the Bombers' win was a good performance by the Thunder boys, but the Sydney siders shape as tough opposition, don't they? Yeah, you're right, Andrew. The boys did bounce back well to beat the Bombers over there in Brisbane by... 50 points, but uh, you're also right in another aspect in that they play an AFL club, the Sydney Swans, who uh, who are third on the ladder. They've only lost once to the Brisbane Lions, and the Lions are on top of the ladder. So it's going to be a very really tough assignment for the NT boys. They they know it. They have to learn from that loss to the Brisbane Lions a few weeks ago, um, more on the defensive aspects. So let's hope that they can do it because the Swans are going to come out snarling. Interesting. Lee, these tides have played eight times, Andrew, uh, mm-hmm. and our boys have won five and only lost three. So hopefully it'll be six and three after this particular game. Maybe the Sydney Swans reserve should swap with the first sides the way the um, AFL club's going at the moment. Well, exactly. The Swans are struggling, aren't they, in, in the league side of it? But certainly the reserve's going very well and uh, they'll be keen to add to their winning record in good old Darwin Town. Uh, good early signs from the Thunder, would you say, this season? Well, it is. It's a very young side. Average age is only about 21, 21 and a half, I think, as compared to past years, 24, 25. So certainly they're they're learning all the time. They're very skilled players. It's a matter of uh, consistency right through the season. It's an 18-round season, of course. Now, I guess to more serious issues. And off the field this week, it's been reported that Territory Thunder player Liam Patrick will face court over allegations he assaulted his partner. Now, the AFL-NT came out yesterday to say they were aware of the incident but wouldn't comment on whether Patrick had been stood down at the club. I guess on that point, Gray, should Patrick be stood down while the matter is before the courts? Well, he, he hasn't played yet anyway this season. We're now in round three, but... Uh, round, round five, actually, this, mm-hmm. this week, of course. Goes quick. But um, as for whether he should or shouldn't play, it, it, it's a tough one. Uh, Thunder will probably argue that, uh, you know, while the case is in court... No one can really say anything, so they should leave it as is. Others will argue, well, you know, if he's alleged to have done something wrong, then he should be should not be playing football. So it's a toughie. I, I know Liam uh, well as a friend. Uh, obviously, there's uh, something's gone wrong, or something may may not have gone wrong as well. So it's 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 a fifty fifty thing, Andrew, for sure. Yeah, it's always a difficult issue and. Changing gears now, and it's Camfari time the top end with the race taking place on Sunday off the Cox Peninsula Road. Now, Gray, you reported earlier this week that the Camfari King himself, 10-time winner Brad Willis-Croft, won't be taking part this year, but there are plenty of other good riders taking part, aren't there? Well, there are Kai, Kai Anderson from New South Wales and, of course, our own Chris Warwick, uh, two big chances to win it. Uh, this year, Andrew, it's a fair way out of town, so it's about 80 k mm-hmm. out of town on the Cox Peninsula Road, so it's a long way out of Darwin. Uh, mainly for land issues, so they've had to find a block of land they can run it on. But I can assure you one thing, it'll be a tough ask for the 80-odd riders that have already registered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an annual event, a big annual event, hosted by the Darwin Mo- Motorcycle Club, so let's hope we have a uh, have a terrific contest. And Kai Anderson, of course, who is the favourite this year, ran out of luck last year. Uh, he spent an hour and a half working on his bike. Mm-hmm. Half hour through, through the race, so we're, we're hoping that this year he'll have a much freer run. Uh, 
hoping there'll be plenty of mud as well. Well, there will be. There'll be plenty of mud, plenty of water, plenty of logs, plenty of obstacles. So uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a four-hour race on a 12-kilometre loop. So mm-hmm. they go round and round and round again. But uh, some guys only do one loop. It's a very tough race. Ever been a motorcycle rider yourself? When I was very, very young. Uh, <laughs> very young. <laughs> Can always relive the glory days. Exactly. And switching to Rugby Union now, and Jack, there's a big match in the local game coming up this weekend, University v Souths. Yes, uh, the two undefeated sides of the competition so far. Uni do look very strong uh, so far throughout the season. Souths are the defending premiers, so it's going to be a good good clash. The difference between the two sides is that uh, Uni have won three games, Souths have won two, that's because they've only played two. Uh, due to the fact that Swamp Dogs forfeited against them in round three. Mm-hmm. Um, that has meant that Souths have not played a game in more than two weeks because of last weekend's rep round that saw Australia play New Zealand in the country of origin. Mm-hmm. Will that affect them? It's yet to be seen. Uh, they have still a very strong side and you'd think they'd be refreshed. But... Um, are they hardened for the battle? That's uh, that's the unknown. So, uh, we need to come off uh, a forty-two to twelve win over Casuarina, which is quite impressive uh, in round three, uh, which was two weeks ago. Um, so they've had only a week's rest. Souths have had more than two. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's uh, it's a hard one to tip that one. Well, I am going to ask you for a tip anyway. <laughs> If you have to put, a, if you had ten dollars, you had to put on a team. Who would you? Oh, you'd have to stick solid with South, just due mm-hmm. to uh, their they are the the defending premiers and uh, their backline's just classy. Okay, we'll hold you to it anyway. Okay, and changing codes to rugby league now. And Jack, the NRL NT Nines was held last weekend. How did it all end up? Uh, it ended up with. The home side, Palmerston, winning the men's title, uh, 14-10 in the, in the final against Brothers, which uh, was 10 all uh, with about three minutes to go. Brad Hansen try sealed the deal for, for the Raiders, who have started their season off uh, pretty well with, with that victory. It's what new coach Daniel Keelan would have wanted. Um, they're coming off the bat of two grand final defeats in as many years. So they're really hoping to, to win the comp this year. I think three would be uh, would be really demoralising for that club. But uh, they've started off in perfect fashion. Uh, in the... Oh, sorry. South won the, the plate final, which was for mm-hmm. third place. They, um, they are coming off a winless season last year, so it's also a good start for them under new coach Eddie Motlop. They have recruited uh, a lot of Polynesian boys, so they got a big, mm-hmm. a big forward pack. It didn't didn't suit the nines uh, format. Didn't suit their their type of game, but they still uh, went out and uh, and gave it a good crack. They beat the East Kimberley Eagles, travelling from Western Australia in that plate final. Um, it was a bit of a thriller at the end there. Uh, East Kimberley Eagles on the last play uh, had a run down the sideline. But um, just before the corner post, they got pushed out. And South celebrated like they'd won uh, the actual competition. (laughs) 
which uh, they probably deserve to, seeing as they haven't won a game in a while. <laughs> um, the women's was uh, very exciting. It was 4 0, uh, Nightcliff's way, right up until the last play of the match. Uh, sisters, which is uh, brothers' women's side, put in a kick. Uh, the kick landed in the in goal. Uh, Nightcliff went to bat the ball over the dead ball line. Mm hmm. The sisters' chasers came through. The ball was not propelled hard, hard enough from the from the Nightcliff defence, and the sisters' chasers, a sisters' chaser, dived on the ball just inside the the dead ball line, which was incredible considering it was the last play of the match. Uh, <laughs> it made it four all. They had a chance to drop kick uh, the conversion from just uh, outside the goal mouth. It missed, so it went into extra time. Mm hmm. Uh, extra time felt like it went on forever. It was golden try, uh, and sisters after repelling quite a number of sets of six on their own line uh, from Nightcliff's attack went up the other end and uh, player of the year last year, Jalene Bonson, scored the try and they uh, they won. It would have been shattering for Nightcliff. They really wanted revenge after losing the grand final 50-0 last year, and they uh, they almost got it. They beat Sisters in the uh, mm -hmm. qualifying rounds, but couldn't get it done in the grand final. That's unfortunate. It sounds like it was certainly very entertaining. And moving to the NRL now, and the big news of the day is that Paul Gallen is coming out of representative retirement to play for City after he was asked by coach Brad Fittler to do so. Jack, what do you think? Should Gallen have stuck to his decision to retire from rep football? I'm over Paul Gowan. <laughs> I mean, he should just... Uh, well, we'll just get some... Are you a Queenslander or a New South Welshman? No, I'm a New South Welshman. There and, you go. Uh, yes, I've never been able to stand him. Um, he should just stick to to his uh, Cronulla uh, duties, I think. Coming back for a City Country game, even though he's been asked by the coach. Uh, it's the last ever City Country game. Um mm -hmm. You know, what does he what does he want from it? Some farewell to City Country. I mean, seriously. <laughs> uh Paul Gowan, uh be glad glad to see the end of his career to be honest, but um probably have to cop him more because he'll probably get a gig in the media, so um <laughs> Well guessing you're not a sharks <laughs> you're, you're obviously not a sharks fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sharks fan, that's for sure, but um yeah, I struggle supporting New South Wales over the years due to them losing all the time then when he's he's captain and uh, he's, he's just a loud mouth. Uh, I guess the the obvious question that will follow from this uh, city appearance is that will it lead to a Blues comeback? Now, we kind of know your feelings on it. Now, I'm, I'm a very I'm a very proud Queenslander. I should yeah. go on the record and say that. And look, Gallon is a very good player. He's... He, there are some flaws to the, his game. He does get the ball when he probably it should be going out back to the halves. But there's no questioning his toughness. But yeah, I, I kind of agree. If you decide to retire from rep football, you should stay retired. Even though it is just a city-country game, he is taking a rep jumper from someone. And it might be someone who might not be good enough to play for New South Wales or Australia. So that could have been their only chance. And they miss out on it for to, go on, to come back for... I know Fittler's asked him, but there's no real reason. Well, I think the city country's just turning into an absolute farce. I'm glad that... Well, I'm not glad that they're getting rid of it, but mm -hmm. uh, the clubs have kind of disrespected the uh, 
the actual city country mm-hmm. format uh, by not allowing their players to play in it. And there's been a couple of examples over the last couple of years of players who haven't even played first grade yet or played one game making the city country team, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. So, um, I mean, I suppose the only positive of Gallon playing is that um, this is top liner in, in, in the game. But, um, yeah, it's... It's a bit of a non-event these days in City Country. It is. And again, as a Queensland, I can honestly say City versus Country is the one game of rugby league that I truly do not give a stuff about. And on that note, we will leave it at that. Guys, thank you very much for listening and tune in next week. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimax Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.